Welcome to Changing the Channel with Joe Garner, a show about shifting our individual and collective beliefs on what is possible for the future of humanity. As our understanding of how our reality continues to shift, we are at a point of reunification between science and spirituality. What does the world look like when we break free from the generational trauma that has kept most humans playing small for thousands of years and step into our full power as the co-creators of this reality? I always ask that you keep an open mind with this podcast. Ask yourself, what resonates with my truth at this time and what does not? Respect your intuition, but see if you can get through the whole show because there might be that little nugget buried deep in the conversation that unlocks something for you. Welcome back to Changing the Channel. We are here today with Abigail Mensa-Bansu. Welcome to the show, Abigail. Hello, everyone. Hello, Joe. Thank you for having me. So, yeah, let's just kind of jump right into it. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got to where you're at and uh, what programs that you are offering here to the world. Oh, man, that's that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, first of all, I mean, if we're talking about awakening, like spiritual awakening, um, I was born spiritually awoken. Let's just put it that way. So my awakening, I would call it more of a physical awakening. Um, and what I mean is that, you know, growing up, I was very spiritually in tuned and I got to a point where I was like, wait, not a lot of people are like me. I need to dissociate. I need to leave my body. And so my body was doing this thing. My spirit was up here. And so my awakening was basically bringing my spirit into my body, rooting down into my body, and then beginning to navigate um, being a divine being in a human body. So that was the awakening for me. Um, and then from then on, it's just recalibrating, you know, what it's like to be divine and human. And that's a journey continuous journey of recalibration um, and rebalancing. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's a little bit about my physical awakening, um, my embodiment, I should put it. And this is a huge part of what I do, what I um, offer to women, um, especially, um, is to help them also come back home to themselves. Um, I feel like if you really look at spirituality throughout history, it's been separated from being human. Um, being human has been known to be like, oh, no, you're not worthy to be in the presence of divine, but yet we're divine. And so my huge, my mission is to bridge those two, the human and the divine, um, to anchor the spirit into the human body and to help you navigate your own path from that place. Because once you do that, you open up so much more to, to your life, to yourself, to your journey, um, you have more to more tools to work with, right? Than when you're just operating on the human side. Um, it is a beautiful journey, and I love what I do, and I love working with the women who are drawn to me to walk on this this path of coming home to yourself. So, yeah, that's the short version of <laughs> my awakening and also what I offer to the world. Yes, beautiful. Yeah, I love that you hit on. The fact that we are divine beings in a human body, like we are still in this physical existence. And I think sometimes people get really lost in the idea that they are this divinity, that they are the divine being. And they 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 do. They forget about their human. They forget that they they are here in this third dimension reality as a human being to experience what it is like to be separate from the divinity and then find out 
what happens when you lose touch with your divinity? Do you find your pathway back or do you go the opposite direction? Do you, do you take, you know, the, the more materialistic path mm -hmm. and, and kind of, uh, renounce your divinity and run away from it. And again, I think from the human perspective, one path is good and one path is bad. From the divine mm -hmm. perspective, there is no wrong path. The, the path back towards, um, back towards divinity can go all different directions. It can go up, it can go down, it can go left and right, it can go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but because we are just divine beings, whether we're in the human form or in any other form that we can take, it doesn't really matter necessarily where we go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think I think it's very important for people to to realize as they start getting in touch with their divinity. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure this is what you're offering. It's like, yes, you are a divine being. You are an emanation of God, but you're also in this 3D reality. You're here to experience, to learn, to understand what it's like to be in separation. So exactly. ex experience that. And I, I think I would call it more of a duality than a separation because I think the idea of being separated from the divine or our divinity, that is an illusion. We are divine, whether we, uh, we accept it or not, whether we embrace it, embody it or not, we are divine. And there are some of us who come in and we remember that divinity and that is our primary, that's what leads the way. And so you do meet people who um, they embrace more of the divinity and shun the humanity. And you can, you know, these people are usually very ungrounded when you're talking to them, when you're interacting with them. They are very, they sound very enlightened, but they cannot relate to the human life, which is what this whole thing is about, you know, connecting to our divinity, anchoring it down is what opens up the, the pathway and the doorways into our humanity, into our human reality, the 3D, right? And then you have the other side where there are those who have shunned the divinity because it's just too far for them. It's like, well, it's up there. I can't reach it. But this is right here. This is reality. This is tangible. So I'm going to work with this tangible. So both groups need to come like merge those two and then navigate, right? But I also feel like um, it depends on your soul path. I, I truly believe, for example, star seeds, right? We are naturally co connected to everything up there. And so we tend to gravitate to everything that is cosmic or heavenly. Um, we tend to gravitate towards the divinity. It's easy for us, right? And there are earth souls. That's the thing, you know, most people are focused on star seeds, but not everybody's a star seed. There are um, earth seeds as well, and they are very good with being human. They get it. That's where your soul, and they, they're the, the ones that make a lot of money. They get what it means to make a lot of money. They're usually wealthy. They, when it comes to human life, they're very successful. And, but when it comes to the divinity part, it's like, well, I don't get it. So those, the earth seeds, I call them, they get to a point where even though they've achieved all this physical success, they still feel empty. And that's where they usually will seek that spiritual aspect of themselves and then merge it. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it depends on what your path is. How did you start? Right. But either way, I see it as a labyrinth, right? As you, you know, sometimes we have to get out of the, it looks like we're walking away from the center of the circle, but then we come back to the center, which is us, who we are. 
So just follow your path. Like no, no judgment. Doesn't matter what you do. You're always going to come back to center. That's kind of like how this soul path has been um, designed that we have designed, co-created with the divine. We will always come back to our true path if we just surrender to what that, whatever that journey is, like however, wherever we need to go to pick up tools, to learn, you know, and then come back to center. We will always gravitate towards the center. I want to take a minute from the show to share how you can support changing the channel. This show is my passion project. And if you feel called to support, the best place to start is by subscribing and sharing the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Next would be to check out my website in the show notes, where you can become a VIP of the show and get exclusive content not available anywhere else. Finally, you can engage with the Q&A and polls to have direct say in the direction of the show. I am forever thankful for your support. And now back to the show. Yeah, that's a beautiful message. And yeah, the, you know, speaking of coming back to the middle, the middle way, the middle path, yes. um, you know, there, it's been talked about in a lot of esoteric and uh, ancient wisdoms, uh, philosophies, you know, the middle pathway. Yeah. Um, the Rosicrucianists, I think, have have a pretty good idea. You know, they have uh, they have the Luciferic path, the light mm -hmm. path, the path that that takes you towards your divinity kind of nullifies your physicality. And then mm. there's the Aramaic path. There's the path of completely losing touch with your divinity, only focused on the physical path. And then there's the middle way, the middle way that leads from all the way down to all the way up from yes. the, the bottom of the universe, all the way to the top, back to reunification with the divine, with, with source, with, you know, God. And that is, that's the middle path that we're kind of navigating. And a lot of people it's it's a spiral it's a spiral up so you go back to the left and to the right and to the left and people talk about it being a pendulum yeah. but what most people don't understand is that every time you swing back to the left and to the right you're actually moving up yes. up this uh this ladder this staircase you know like a spiral staircase basically mm -hmm. like yes you do return back to the right and then back to the left you know back to the physical then back to the spiritual but as you do that and you increase that speed, you you are actually raising up and up and up. You're going up. And and some people do have a, a downward spiral as well. And that's yeah. part of the journey. But, um, you know, I like to focus a little bit more on that upward pen. Yeah. I, it always fascinates me, you know, our human minds and our sense of direction up, down, narrow, wide, expansion. It's all the duality piece. But when you look at our journey through the lens of divinity, you realize that it, there's no, there's no such thing as I'm going up, I'm going down. It just is, is the journey just is. And, you know, like our sense of the direction is like, how, do, how am I feeling? Am I feeling good? Oh, that must mean that I'm going up. <laughs> am I feeling bad? But that's not the case at all. You know, there's no definition of, oh, I'm going upward. That means it's all good and divine. Divine is all around us, up and down, sideways, right and left. Like it's all around us. Just as our darkness, our shadow is also the same way. Doesn't matter where you're going. It's really about our soul journey. What are you here to learn? Those are the challenges that will come up for you. It is okay to move through that. It's okay to face your shadows. It's okay to feel those denser emotions and that not so good feelings, but they're all part of the journey. And just remember that, you know, 
as you're feeling one duality, it's pushing you into the other one. It always reminds me of the, um, what is it called? I always want to say the Bagua, but it's not the Bagua, the, the yin and yang symbol of the light moving into the dark, the dark moving into it's a continuous thing, right? It's not like one you stop there and then the other one stops. It's continuously moving in, into each other. And that's kind of like how we flow through our journey. So when you look at it that way, I feel like it allows you to have grace or find grace for yourself as you're moving through the human experience, knowing that you're going to have both experiences. That's part of being here, right? Yeah. 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 And for me, uh, what has continued to come up on my path is that finding your happiness and following that happiness is is a big part of it. It's yeah. not that the happiness is going to lead you to you know, ascension or enlightenment or something along those lines, but it's going to, it's going to help you find your path. Like what lights you up? What sets your soul on fire? What, what creates joy and peace in your life is probably a good, I, it's a good pathway. It's a good signpost for you to find that pathway in your life. And for a lot of people, I think they're just kind of walking through life. They're not necessarily finding joy and peace and, you know, they might find prosperity, they might find abundance, they might find stuff like that. But are they happy? Are they truly in excited about their life? Or are they excited about the periods in between most of their life that they find that little bit of joy, that little bit of excitement, yeah, right. that little bit of peace? And if we were all to kind of follow our happiness and start to create, and that's that's where I think technology is starting to come along. It's mm -hmm. the the technology is allowing people to follow their happiness mm -hmm. and with enough framework for them to live in this world, to make enough money to provide for their family uh, and not have to sacrifice their happiness 75% of the time to live their happiness 25% of the time. Yes. And that's, that's where we're moving towards, I, Absolutely. I believe. We're in, we're in that. And I think thanks to COVID, you know, COVID really awakened a lot of people to, oh my gosh, well, I thought I was supposed to do this, but this is not bringing me joy. So what brings me joy? It kind of brought people face to face to, you know, to really contemplate why am I doing this? Why am I spending all my time doing this when it just kills my fire? You know, so you're getting more people stepping into, you know what? I, I realized that I've been doing this since I was young. And it really makes me happy when I draw, when I doodle, when, I, when I'm creating journals, when I am painting, when I'm, you know, and then I feel like there's this also um, our society, well, now there's more of that creative soul awakening within most people that is like, I can actually make money doing what I love. I can make money doing what I love because there's all these avenues that allows me to do that. And there are people doing it and being successful at it, leading the way for people to be like, see, I can do it. You know, so I love that a lot. You know, yesterday I was on another podcast and we talked exactly about that, finding your, the things that light you up and then doing more of that and not putting that aside. And I think that this is what I talked about um, is that most people have stayed away from that because it feels selfish, right? To just be happy or that doing something that makes you happy all the time. It's like, this is not fair, you know, but it's like, we need that because human experience is not easy. 
mm-hmm. is not easy at all. And that's why we were blessed to have something that lights us up, something that brings us joy, because it helps us feel that lightness on our journey. We're still going to experience the shadow. We're still going to experience the challenges. But if you don't have that, the things that spark your heart and get you giddy to move forward on your journey, then it's just going to be daunting. So that the piece that the the things that you do, whether it's journaling, whether it's painting, whether it's doodling, whether it's crocheting, I don't care what it is. But I think that you do that lights you up. It is a gift. It is a blessing. And it is, you need to do more of it. I mean, it needs to become a non-negotiable because the human experience is not that easy, right? So you have that gift to lighten it up for you and do more of that so that at least you can move through this human experience. Like, okay, there's this boulder on my path, but I'm going to sing. <laughs> I'm going right. to sing and then build that energy and blast through that boulder. And like, okay, one step at a time, right? So it, it is, we need to see it more as a gift rather than a selfish act because we don't feel like it's fair that we need to be happy. You know, we, we are happy doing something that we love and someone else is not, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's just a, a programming that was put yes. inside of us that, you know, you shouldn't be happy if there's other people not happy in the world. And it's like, well, actually, your happiness is going to bring joy and happiness to other people. Like, sure. you know, you're lighting the candle for somebody else um, while they're lighting their candle from your happiness, their joy. Again, you're you're not lighting anybody else's candle. You're just being a a beacon of light for others to light their candle with. Exactly. And that, that's I love what, that you said that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what's happening because uh, I think a lot of people they get that spark of divinity, they get that spark of light inside of them, and they're like, "I have to share this with everybody else in the yeah. world." Like that's everybody it. needs to experience this, and it's like, well, you're gonna burn your flame out if you try to get it to yeah. other people. If you try to share it with everybody else, the way you share your light is by standing in your presence in your divinity and allowing others to light their candle with your flame so yeah i will never forget this um my spiritual teacher told us this story and it was after an initiation and i think someone asked her a question um about you know what do you do like i mean after an initiation you feel lit up you feel good you know just it's the best energy you could ever feel right and someone asks, like, how do you continue to hold this, this excitement, this ecstasy when you step out of this temple and, you know, your family, your loved ones are sinking or what, how they put it is that they're playing in their shit, basically, you know, and my teacher was like, okay, so here's the thing. You have two options as a way shower. You see, you know, like most people are down there playing with your shit. They're throwing shit at each other. They're just, that's what it, you can either go down there and try to pull them up, which they'll end up pulling you down there. Before you know, you're throwing poop at each other, right? Yeah. Join the party. <laughs> or you can stand on top of that hill with your lamp, with your light and saying, hey, I have illuminated the path for you. Look at that. You can just walk it right up. And that's all. She's like, that's all we are. Hold your light up. That's all. And then they get to choose. They have to choose. You cannot make anyone do anything because in a way, it's like you're taking away their power when you try to drag them. They're not ready. If they were, they would have been walking off that path. 
right? They will walk towards the light when they're ready. They have to gather their own courage. They have to find the keys, they, whatever they need to do, right? So when we just hold our light and we step into that fullness of who we are and just focus on that. Seriously, have you ever stepped in the presence of someone who is just, just full of like excitement for their own life? It, it's infectious. Mm-hmm. Like you, you leave their presence, you're like, I want to do something that makes me feel that way, right? It's infectious. And they don't have to come to your house to try to make you do something. They're just being themselves. So it really is like taking the attention away from, oh, I'm going to go out there and do all of this to, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to take care of my world, make sure all of that is in alignment and magnetized to my tune, right? And then that beacon beats, like goes outside or vibrates outside and whoever needs it will pick up on that. And we'll receive that blessing and take it with them if they want to. If they don't, they're going to bounce it right back. That's okay. It's your choice, right? But I love that you said that because it really, it is, it does begin with us. And it does, you need to bring your attention to your world first before you can create the outer world. You cannot do the other way around. It does not work that way. Although we all try, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's fun to try for sure. But I mean, that is that's the idea behind changing the channel that, yes. that you change the internal channel to exchange to change the external channel, that the only way that the external world is going to shift. And there's some ideas behind that. There's some some quantum and metaphysical ideas, you know, why that is actually the case. But we don't really need to understand any of that. All we have to understand is that, you know, you need to do the work on yourself. And you will be drawn and attracted to those who can help you find your path. Like it, you don't have to go out and search for, hey, how, where's my path? Like, how do I find it? It's like, figure out who you're connecting with, whether that's through social media or at your workplace or in your family, like who do you feel drawn to and just have more conversations or spend more time or listen to more of those conversations. And that's going to naturally draw out this this new you, this this understanding that you need to have as far as where your your path is going. So, so let's take a little bit a further step back. Again, we're kind of you know looking into the future now. What does the future look like as more and more people start to step into their light as as mm-hmm. they start to find their path and maybe find that balance, a good balance between their divinity and their physicality, their humanness. You know, this is there's so many ways I can take this answer, but where I'm being led is this. You know, the new souls, let's say, like my son, who's four, you know, the younger generation who already came to this reality fully realized they know who they are, they know why they're here. We're 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 walking through this journey to almost like catch up to them and also help support them so that because they're the ones who are going to be building the future that we're envisioning. Like they are the ones that all this work we're doing, like they're going to be like, yeah, you know, it's about time. Let's do this. Right. <laughs> so in a way, it's like we're doing this because we forgot that was part of our journey. It's like the cosmic amnesia. We forgot that. And we're remembering that now so that these future generation, like we can fully support them. Be like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. You know, like watching my son, you know, I'm thinking about it. It's like, if my mom knew who I was at the beginning and she supported me at a very young age, I would have been way, you know, beyond my years right now. Like 
in my purpose fully, you know, fully expressed right now. Right. And so looking at myself, I'm like paying attention to, oh, he really likes this. Oh, he's really good at that. You know, and being able to support him at very young age, like it's such a blessing, right? Because he's going to grow up knowing who he is, knowing what he loves and doing it unapologetically because he's had that support. He's had that solid foundation, right? So this future that we're envisioning is like we're catching up to what the true reality has always been and that we're, we are awakening to, right? That the future generation will be living. That is the, their reality, right? So it's a place where we, we are, I, I want to use the word fully realized, but fully expressed as in like, I know who I am. I know who I am and I know what brings me joy. And even when I'm in my shadow, I have the tools to get myself out. I know my journey. And even if the storms are brewing around me, I know my center. I know where I am, right? And then moving from that place, you're not being whiplashed around everywhere because, you know, everyone is he's like, no, I'm here. This is who I am. And if everybody is rooted like a tree, right, anchored, it just, the way we relate to each other is just, it's going to be very different, wouldn't it? Right. Very different. Very different. And when, yeah, as we start to realize that we are all, you know, essentially the same thing, we're all divinity experiencing itself from a different perspective. We can now make those decisions easily. It's yes. it's very difficult to make decisions in the interest of other people when you believe you are separate from them, when you're yeah. living in that total duality, right? And that's, we all grew up in this in this understanding that the duality was more real than the mm-hmm. singularity. Um, and that, I, again, from the soul level, we designed that. We came yeah. here because we're like, all right, let's let's see what happens when yeah. we do go deep, deep, deep down into duality. When when we almost forget that there is no divinity within us, and that was my experience for, I would say probably twenty years of my life. You know, I was agnostic. I compl- I had no no belief whatsoever that 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 I was a divine being that I had any type of divinity inside of me. Um, and as I started coming into that divinity, I had the only framework that I had was a Roman Catholic background. And Mm. that was the only experience that I knew what divinity was. So my pathway took me to Buddhism, took me to um, uh, yogic practices. It took me to Christianity again. I went through a a whole phase of, of like relearning what the the Bible is actually saying and then going even deeper and going into like the Essenes and going all the way back into, um, you know, the, the forgotten books of the Bible and those Mm -hmm. kind of things. So uh, again, that was my pathway, but that's not anybody else's pathway. And for me to, to go out and say, Hey, I found the path and this is the way to go. (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I love that path though. You know, growing up like my parents, well, my mom specifically, um, her family, because we lived with my mom's family growing up, they, my parents traveled a lot um, and they were Seventh-day Adventists. And so, it, I mean, it's still very rooted in there. And But we were surrounded by Muslims. We were surrounded by Catholics. We we're, you know, like all the other religions and our neighbors will invite us to their church sometimes. And so I really got to experience the different religions. And I always... I just never felt like I belonged to one religion. 
I always found, you know, like Islamic, it's, they have such beautiful rituals. And their dedication is so beautiful to watch them pray. You know, it just, it moved me. And then Catholicism, again, the rituals, the prayer, the, the incense is so beautiful to me, right? So I found, I noticed that in each of the religion, I mean, you know, there's a dogma that goes in there. It's just part of it. But when you look beyond the dogma, there was that one truth. The beauty of the divine really did exist in there. And that's what I craved. That's what I still crave. Like me, my religion, my thing is my connection to the divine, the divine of all that is. And that is what it's like craving, like how people crave sugar. That's my craving in this life to be right. just even more in ecstatic and ecstasy with the divine, to dive in deeper with the divine. That's my craving. So, but I can find that anywhere I go because that's really the center of all the spirituality and the religions, that's the true center of it. If you are able to remove the dogma stuff, right? Right. Yeah. The hidden, oh. the hidden knowledge, yes. the dogma, the, you know, yes. steps, the, the 33 steps until you get the actual knowledge, yes. uh, as, as a lot of esoterics have, you know, you've got all these hidden, uh, wisdoms that, that you only gain when you've gotten to a certain point. And yes. I certainly understand that impetus and, especially since the fall of consciousness since since you know the fall from eden you yeah. know i understand them trying to keep and hold on to that and make sure that it doesn't fall into the wrong hands but i i don't know i, I it's hard for me to understand how how sharing the the light could mm -hmm. could lead to a negative pathway like yeah you know it, it's it's going to light up. It's going to shine the light onto everybody else and allow that to be passed around. And um, I don't know. I always just kind of maybe played on that. <laughs> I always I'm always trying to figure that out. Like, how did the humans get to that point where yeah. they were like, we have to hide this information from each other? Well, I think the basis of it, you know, my background, you know, I got initiated in a mystery school. I spent a lot of time in the mystery school, studying the occult studies, Kabbalah, shamanism, all of that, high priestess. Um, and one thing that I learned is that in the olden days, I mean, yes, it is light, but that light is power. Mm -hmm. It's powerful. And when you have done, when you become an initiate in those, I feel like in those, in the olden days, it was more potent. It was like undiluted. You know, when you receive these initiations and teachings, you, it's almost like you, you were imbued with this divine superpower, right? It was real and it was undiluted and pure. And if it fell in the, in the wrong direction, because again, we're humans, we're experiencing this earth school is about duality. If that person, if that initiate did not have um, a good heart, let's put it that way. It, they could take that power, they have that choice, and move into the dark, which it would still be very powerful, right? And so they were very picky. Like the initiates, like most of the things that, like DNA activation, like all of that, it was never available to everybody. You had to be called. You had to be in, in, in like the lineage of initiates. You had to be one of the royalty or wealthy, you know, like, people who held power to be even invited into the temple to learn this. And now it's like the teachers are coming out because we're ready to receive it. Mm -hmm. 
in this the energy. In, yes, the it energy is here on the planet. Like exactly, that. we had to shift into that. And so I remember when my teacher said, "Go out there and activate as many people as you can. Just activate people, you know." And it it wouldn't have happened if we weren't ready for that. It would have still been hidden. So that tells us a lot about where we are um, as a consciousness, like a as a one conscious, like. Oh my God, what is the word? Human consciousness as a whole, all of us as right. a whole. Humanity. Where, yes, like where we are, we have raised our frequency immensely. And this is why we're seeing all the friction in the world. And that's the other thing with the light. If you've been living in the darkness for a long time, let's say you, you've been locked in the room and all of a sudden someone opens the door and shines this bright light in your eye, what happens? Yeah, you cringe, you, you look off. away. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what the, why did you do that for? Why didn't you warn me? Why didn't you kind of, you know, make it increments or something? The right. light can be irritating as well. And it, it has that quality to help us break through. So, you know, we talk about the light, like love and light. Yes, it feels good when you've awakened. It feels good when you're used to the brightness of the light. But when you're just stepping into it, it can be aggravating. It can be very in your face. Right. Because it is helping you to break apart. And that doesn't always feel it doesn't always feel good. Right. We have to adjust. We have to, you know, like <laughs> recalibrate. We have to get used to it. And so that's the other part of the light. It is that way for a reason is to break us. Oh, break us open from our mold, from what we the boxes that we've placed ourselves into, what we feel comfortable it really takes us, like breaks us wide open. And that transformation, it is not fun. It's right. not it, fun. It doesn't matter how long you've been on the journey. It's always challenging. It's still, I, I call it a pimp slap, a cosmic pimp slap. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the light also shines. Um, it shows you all the shit that you've been sitting in, all the shit that you've been, you know, it, just accepting because you didn't know that you were in this gigantic room full of crap all around you. And that's what's happening in society. We're, we're shining light in places that haven't had light shown in on it in a long time. And again, like the darkness is like a mold. It, it grows when it's in the darkness and anything that's stuffed in that, whether it's on the individual level or it's on the societal level or the, the humanitarian level, like all the way up, if it's been hidden, it's, if it's been, you know, hiding in the dark, that power has grown and grown and grown. And now yeah. we're looking into this after hundreds of years of not shining any light into some of these organizations and some of these uh, groups of people. Mm -hmm. And we're like, holy cow, how is this? How is this happening? How is this a part of our world? So that's the shocks that that are kind of starting to come. And I think there's probably a couple more major uh revelations a couple big shocks that are oh, coming yeah. for people that that for people who haven't been on this path for people who have just been doing the day-to-day -day stuff you know it's going to really make them question what am i what am i working towards like why yeah. am i helping this group of people even though you know this is the things that they are doing and we will start to see that as that light starts to shine further and further further um, into the darker and darker parts of our society, it's going to a first, you know, cause a big reaction, mm -hmm. cause a big uh, step back 
take us to step back and really, really take a look at at what we're doing, who we're being, what we're what we're putting our energy into. Exactly. And then the next one is going to be okay. Let's let's make better decisions. Let's make a decision that that more aligns with the divinity that I feel that I am. And we'll 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 start to see this this slow. It, it'll start out slow, and it's continued to be slow. But I think it's starting to really really speed up. It, I think oh it's- yeah, it's definitely ramped up, especially when. We stepped into the Aquarian age. You know, we hear it a lot, Aquarian age, but most people didn't re- realize what that meant, you know. Um, and then Pluto, Pluto also moving into, um, moving from Capricorn, which has been very intense for all of us, and then giving us that glimpse as it moves into Aquarius too. Pluto's the planet of transformation, really seeing the dark stuff and transmuting the dark into the light. So we are already in that. Like this is what's going on in our world, and it is. I think the ramping. The we are in the ramping up. (laughs) That intensity. Like we've reached a point where, like anything that is not in alignment with our light as a whole is crumbling. Whether it is ready or not, it needs to go. Because here's the thing: the light that is coming through is the image that I'm being shown right now. The light that is coming through is not like this outside light that is just coming to shine on something it is moving into us and then from us is shining outward right. and so we are we become the light and as more people become the light this is how it's like literally crumbling and creating earthquakes and crumbling things that are not in alignment or for our highest good anymore we are the ones creating the changes mm-hmm. like it is incredible just by opening ourselves up to our own divinity to our own light to our own joy to our own hearts, right? So it is, we are in this, I know um, 2025, like that from now to 2025, like we're still going to be seeing that crumbling. There's still the old that is crumbling. And then from 2025 going on this, this adjustment piece of, okay, this is what the visionaries will really come through. It's like, we're going to get to a point, it's like, okay, well, that is gone. What's next? And then the vision, visionaries are like, well, this is what we've been trying to share with you guys. Let's build this. Let's build that. Let's build that. So it's going to be like this. Yeah, it's, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Like I can see it. But we're still in that crumbling because there's still a lot of that old foundation that has been deeply rooted. So, of course, it's not going to be like overnight where it's just all shattered. It's a process because it's deeply rooted. Um, and then once that's gone, we have that clearing where we can build upon. We, we can call in the visionaries to show us what it is that we really want to create the future that we've been praying for, yearning for, and then we can begin to build. The builders will step in and we'll begin to build. Yeah. And I don't think we need to wait till 2025. I think the visionaries already have the it's vision. Happening. They're already there. It's yeah. already being created. And, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's, uh, kind of, I think the evolution of my show is going to be, let's, let's talk to some of these visionaries. Let's yes. get their perspective so that we can start sharing uh, preparing people for, hey, here's what's coming. Here's what is around the corner. Um, and, and that that makes this transition a little bit easier for everybody when when yes. you kind of have an idea of what's coming, what what yeah. is going to be happening on the planet. I think that the reason why it's like the, the real building or the, the real re-emergence in a way, I don't even know if that's the right word, like being 2025 is because right now the focus is more on the crumbling. And mm-hmm. when you are demolishing, when you're in the energy of demolishing, it's very hard to step into the 
this is what I'm going to be building. Because you're right. trying to just clear anything that is gone. You're removing all that. Like, ugh, get this away. How do I dispose of that so it never comes back? That's where the focus is. There's a time for demolishing and there's a time for building. Yeah. And so we're, we're really, the energy is really focused on that because we're, we're clearing the field. This is not like I'm just going to do a little bit work here and then come back and do that. It's like we're clearing the field and really setting a new standard and creating a new foundation. And then from there, we are going to be ready and rich to, you know, to receive the new seeds to plant, you know. So I think that is what is going on. But the visionaries have always had the vision. They've mm-hmm. always been talking about it, but it hasn't planted because we haven't been ready as a whole to receive right. it. Yeah. It's like it's like planting the seeds in the middle of the fire. You yes. know, it's, you're not going to be able to uh, do that. The fire needs to burn. It needs to put itself out and then you can plant the seeds and nurture the seeds and build the seeds and create the the, the new forest that is coming. Well, well said. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that analogy. Yes. Well, beautiful. Abigail, this was a wonderful conversation. I really enjoyed it. I hope my listeners got a little bit uh, of the sneak peek of what's coming here. And um, I really appreciate your perspective. And I'm very glad we were able to to get together and have this. Yes, this was fun. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So if anybody wants to work with you, what is the best way to get a hold of you to get in touch? Yes, easy. You can always go to my website, moongoddessacademy.com. Um I have a free be there, a meditation that can help you recenter, come home to yourself. So make sure you grab that when you go there. But if you're on social media and you'd like to connect with me on the website, it has all my social media handles. You can just click on that. Send me a message if you have a question. I love talking to people on Messenger. So um, yeah, moongoddessacademy.com. Beautiful. Yeah. So I'll put a link in there with all your other socials and everything. So if you want to follow, just check out the uh, show notes. And Abigail, this was wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your light with the world. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to Changing the Channel with Joe Garner. If you enjoyed the show, please follow the podcast, hit the bell to know when a new show comes out, share with a friend and rate us on whatever platform you're tuning in from. It helps get these messages out to more people to create the collective shift in reality we are here to experience. Make sure you interact with the Q&A and poll sections of the show so I can continue to provide content you enjoy. Finally, check out my website in the show notes to become a VIP of Changing the Channel and join the shift that is happening.